It's Jesse. If you're hearing this, that means my limited edition capsule collection for Joe Fresh is out now. <laughs> In select stores and at joefresh.com, I designed matching pieces for the entire family in a really fun, bold checkerboard print, including a baby romper, toddler and kids dress, a kids t-shirt and short set, a shirt for men, and the cutest women's linen short set that you will live in all summer long. Every piece is under $35 and warning, you will get compliments wherever you go. Shop it now before it's gone. This week on Phone a Friend. Long live the king. The king is so dumb. Long live Brad Pitt in bed. And I'm finally learning the Vanderpump rules with cast member Sheena Shea, and she doesn't hold back. Disgusting. I was shaking. Before you cheat on your partner with their best friend who just hooked up with your best friend, you're going to want to listen to this episode. It starts now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Crookshank, and uh, this might be the pinnacle of the podcast. I mean, Jason, hi, Jay. Hi, hello. Hello. We might just retire after this one. Yeah, it's a big one. I mean, it's major. I created the show because I don't always have time to stay up to date on all things pop culture. I blame my children, okay? Those three little scamps have robbed me of the ability to consume quality content like Vanderpump Rules. I've never seen an episode. This is a shameful cultural blind spot I have, but somehow... I've been able to go on and live a normal life until March 3rd, 2023, when the world as we know it changed forever with Scandaval. Everyone was talking about it, and 
I didn't know who, the what, how, cheated with who's what now. I was like, people were speaking another language. There's two Toms. There's a Raquel who used to be Rachel. The brunettes somehow all look the same to me. My brain would hurt just trying to wrap my head around the Shakespearean drama that was literally taking over the world. And now usually, in times of strife, I turn to Jason, my friend, my producer of 15 years, to explain shit to me. But Jason, you had never seen an episode either. No, I haven't. And I consider myself a Bravo TV expert. It's true. I feel like I watch everything but Vanderpump Rules. I counted on you. I thought you would have my back in this moment. You were useless to me, Jason. I'm sorry. And so we did what this show was meant to do, Jace. We found a phone a friend to explain it all. And I'm not phoning a Vanderpump Rules fan or a Bravo expert, as Jason just claimed (laughs) to be. Put it on the resume. I'm going right to the source. Okay, today I am phoning Sheena Shea, who's been a cast member on Vanderpump Rules for all 10 seasons. She's going to explain everything, and she is not going to hold back. Uh, Jay, can I ask you this? You live in West Hollywood. Do you ever go to Sir or Pump or Tom Tom or any of the Vanderpump restaurants? I've never been to Sir, which is where I believe they film the reality show, but I've been to Tom Tom many times. Really? And haven't yet. But here's how bad of a Bravo TV fan I am. I didn't even know that it was associated with the series. Like, like, I didn't know that there were cast members Tom and Tom, who joined together. Tom to Schwartz a and Tom Sandoval, right. who I now know all about because I have done a deep dive for this very episode. What is Tom Tom? Is it like a club, a bar? It's loungy restaurant. Like they have a great like deep fried risotto ball. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So look, we've covered them all. I have never been to Tom Tom. I have been to Sir and Pump just because for when my friends from out of town who love the show will come and visit me. They only want to go to Vanderpump Rules restaurants. I'm like, there are better restaurants in LA. But no, I've been, and I have never seen a cast member. My friends always are so disappointed when we go to the hostess, and it's like Megan, who just moved to town from Missouri. Like, they want Jax or Stassi or Lala, you know? Right. Imagine working there, Jason, and every single person who comes into your establishment just greets you with disappointment. (laughs) It's like, you know, when you're talking to someone at a party and they're clearly looking over your shoulder to see if someone better is at the party that they can talk to. Like, I feel like being a hostess at Sir is just that all day. People just seeing you and then looking for someone better. I know. It's got to be tough. Tough. And I don't think those girls have worked at Sir for at least nine years. It's like you and I looking for Chriselle on an average Tuesday at the Oppenheim Group offices, <laughs> which we do. <laughs> which we but do. We should know we're never going to find her. So this weekend, I did not go to Tom Tom, Jason. I went to see Ricky Gervais live at the Hollywood Bowl with some friends. Uh, my friend Monique, who I worked with at Live Nation, Live Nation was putting on the show. So they brought me. We had great seats. They brought over a bunch of bottles of, like, really nice wine. And so we're sitting. It's a nice night. We're drinking. We're laughing. We're drinking. We're drinking more. And around the end of the show, I was like, oh, no. I think I'm drunk. The show ends. Everyone pops up on their feet to give Ricky Gervais a standing ovation. And as I stand up, it is confirmed that I am indeed wasted. 
And here's the thing. When you go out in your 20s and you get drunk, it's because you're having a great time. When you go out at my age and you get drunk, it's because you've made a terrible mistake. Okay, just like a horrific lapse in judgment. You have grossly miscalculated the amount of wine you've been drinking over a certain period of time, and you may never recover. And the timing is always off, too. Like, when I would go out in my 20s, I would drink, I would do a shot, have beer, cheap vodka. I would take anything free and chug it. And somehow, I'd always hit peak drunk just at the right time. You know, just as Pitbull's Tonight starts playing. Tonight, I'm out on the dance floor. I'm ready to shake it. I'm ready to make out. I'm ready to let the night take me to, you know, give me everything tonight. But when I got drunk on Saturday, I hit peak drunkenness. The moment I walked in my door to a dark, quiet house with three kids and a husband sleeping. I was in the dark kitchen alone like, who wants to make out? I then proceeded to make three quesadillas in the microwave and eat them sitting on the kitchen floor while unclipping my weave and peeling off my eyelashes. It was so sad, Jason. The best part about (sighs) being drunk at this age is Mm. the eating. Wait, elaborate. It's just like, that's what I look forward to if I get accidentally drunk at a Ricky Gervais concert. I would just be like, I pre-plan what I'm going to have. I order the Uber Eats on the way home. Oh my God. You just allow yourself to let go and put anything into your body. Exactly. I love that. Do you know what I used to eat? This is why I have like this distinct memory of sitting in my apartment. Do you remember the apartment I lived in on Young Street up the street from MTV? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have distinct memories. I would stack my cupboards with cans of beans, like mixed beans with that thick syrup. And when I would come home drunk, I would pop open a can of beans and just stand in the kitchen, oh. like wobbling around in the kitchen, eating the beans out of the can. That was my post-drunk food because I was p- Pavo and I couldn't, there was no Uber Eats and I would right. just eat a can of beans from No Frills at 3 a.m. That's kind of depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I've sent you into a deep depression. Oh, God. Yeah. It's just like there's nothing fun about getting drunk anymore when you're a mom of three. Because, like, it always ends with shame and guilt and a hangover. And then three kids who don't care that mommy has a headache the next day, you know? So sorry for uh, making you depressed, but thank you for letting me share my private shame with you, Jason, with all of you, because let me tell you, it's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. This past Saturday, as I'm sure you all saw on your iPhone calendars, did you see that, Jason? It was just marked in all of our calendars, like Christmas or Labor Day. I was like, oh, okay, the coronation. The coronation of King Charles III and Queen Camilla took place at London's Westminster Abbey. And let me tell you, I was hot with anticipation. I mean, last week I told you, Jason, I was like, we need to block off the whole top half of the episode to talk about it. I thought it was going to be a once-in-a-generation celebration featuring celebrity guests, historical scepters, haute couture, sibling drama, jewels, jets, hats, majesty. So I woke up, turned it on, to see 
An old white man have another old white man place a crown on his head while old white people watched. It was quite possibly one of the strangest, most uneventful, most unsettling things I've witnessed in a while. And I just watched season 10 of Vanderpump Rules, okay? (laughs) I mean, I just couldn't, like, get into the pomp and circumstance of parading around this possibly racist, definitely uncharismatic man in the streets in golden carriages and then putting a bejeweled crown on his head while a choir chanted, God save the king, as the economy is crumbling and inflation surges and 14 million people in Britain are struggling to put food on the table. I just felt very confused. And I am the same person who got up at 3 a.m. to watch Kate and William and Harry and Meghan's weddings and loved every moment of those spectacles paid for by taxpayers. But this one just hit different. And I wondered, like, this feels so archaic to me. What would my kids think of this? So I pulled out some pictures of the coronation. I sat Rio in front of this microphone and I asked him, listen to this. Who is this? The king. Yeah. And what do you know about the king? That he's old. (laughs) He really is. And what was so special? What happened this weekend? He got to be the king. That's right. What was he before? A a man. Just a regular old man, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's happier as the king? Yeah. Who's this? The queen. Yes. How old do you think the queen is? 700. Oh, poor Camilla. I'm sorry. Poor Queen Camilla, we should say. Poor Queen Camilla. Who, let's be honest, is the Raquel of the royal family. The mistress one. Okay, the homewrecker who stole the people's princess prince wears the crown. And if you don't get that reference, don't worry. I'm getting to it. The coronation was so uneventful, in fact that I'm going to read the only three actual headlines I saw hitting our feeds that day, okay? Number one, Prince Louis seen yawning and fidgeting during coronation service. It's a real headline. And and l- let's just say, Prince Louis is all of us. I mean, midway through the ceremony, he was mysteriously removed from his seat after yawning and fidgeting and staring at the ceiling. Apparently, after he unacceptably behaved like a four-year-old at the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. This time, Kate brought her nanny, ready to intervene in case he showed any signs of human emotion. I watched 45 seconds of that coronation, and I, too, was yawning, fidgeting, and staring at the ceiling. Next, Prince Harry, this is a real ad line, Prince Harry gets in car immediately after ceremony. <laughs> And let's just talk about this. After he called Camilla a, quote, wicked stepmother in his memoir, he was invited to her coronation. But he was seated in the third row, the same row as alleged sexual predator Prince Andrew. But his abuse allegations were settled out of court, so it's fine. But third row? I mean... Please, La Roach got second row at Louis Vuitton, and he was so pissed he retired. (laughs) So as soon as the chanting and the crowning concluded, Prince Harry, according to the press, quote, retreated to his vehicle, which I read as, got the fuck out of there. 
And as a result, no awkward pictures with his brother or dad, no contentious conversations for lip readers to interpret in the Daily Mail, just in and out, like Jason at TomTom. Just popped in for a drink at the lounge and bounced. The final headline I read from the coronation says, (laughs) real headline, Katy Perry struggling to find seat at coronation grips the nation. Katy Perry was, of course, there to perform at the coronation concert. I wonder if Charles saw her sing to a giant piece of poo at her Las Vegas residency and thought, that's it. That's my girl. That, or the reports are true, that Harry Styles, Elton John, Robbie Williams, and the Spice Girls all declined invitations to perform at the coronation concert. But Nicole Scherzinger said yes, everybody, so it's all good. (laughs) We did it. Speaking of Katy Perry, she and Lionel Richie, who turns 74 next month, which makes him the same age as the king, just take that in. Just do a split screen of those faces in your mind for a moment. Katie and Lionel had to miss a taping of their show American Idol to be at the coronation. So they made a remote appearance live from London. And in the middle of said appearance, they were air quotes surprised with one of the most awkward cameo appearances I've ever seen by none other than the newly crowned king and queen. <clears throat> Katie, I just want oh. Kate, excuse me. I, oh. I just, no. yes, uh, I did. Goodness. Yes. Surprise, I have a surprise. Please. I just wanted to check um, how much, how long you'll be using this room for. <laughs> we have to give the room up just right case, away. I just wanted to check. Are we making too much noise? Both here. I mean, so much to take in here. First of all, yes. That is Katie doing what sounds like a fake British accent. Are we making too much noise? Also, yes, the king and queen (laughs) were on American Idol. And finally, yes, that is King Charles trying to do comedy, I feel. I mean, can't you see the premise on the page, Jason? It's like, Katie and Lionel are live from the palace. The king enters and asks for the room back, except... The king fucks up the line and then (laughs) laughs at the joke. I mean, can we hear that again? Because I just wanted to check um, how much, how long you'll be using this room for. (laughs) Listen, we can't all be comedians, okay? Some of us can only be kings. Sorry, King Charles. (laughs) You can have a $50 billion empire, but you can't have the number one comedy podcast next to Smartless. And if you're wondering why there's a writer strike happening in Hollywood right now, it's so that writers of fine comedy bits like that can get paid more. (laughs) Am I going to get in trouble for saying that? I stand in solidarity with the writers. I'm just saying, you know. In conclusion, we have a new king. I speak as a Canadian, and I guess, you know, despite feeling a little unsettled by the whole thing, we should embrace it. What do you think, Rio? The king is so dumb. Thanks, Rio. And long live the dumb king. What's next? What's next? Oh, Jason, I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm like Shaq in that meme behind the tree. That's me right now. Because we get to talk about Gwyneth, our close friend. We love Gwyneth. Gwyneth. Paltrow. We love her. Would you consider her a friend of this show, Jason? Yeah, I, I low-key think this is a Gwyneth 
Stan podcast, but I, we this just is a, yes, told- <laughs> absolutely. If you if you didn't notice, this is a Gwyneth and Pitbull Stan podcast, and don't worry, we do have Pitbull content coming. It's just around the corner. But first, we need to focus on friend of the show. Gwyneth Paltrow. We missed her. It's been a few whole weeks since she talked about bone broth lunches or hid someone on a ski slope. And now she is back out here revealing intimate details about her ex-lovers. She stopped by the Call Her Daddy podcast, which we also love. I, I just don't know why. I don't I don't think she was promoting anything, but it's sort of a sex and relationship focused podcast. So she naturally opened up about the wildest place she's had sex and why she loves vibrators. And I should mention that her daughter was just there in the room witnessing the entire thing. Casual. Gwyneth has a stacked roster of A-list exes, Brad Pitt, Ben Affleck, and I feel like most people would shy away from sharing anything about them. But Gwyneth was either high from a vaginal steam or just feeling nostalgic because she told us everything starting with this okay we're gonna play a game brad or ben it'll be fun okay brad no (laughs) i didn't even ask a question oh i thought that was the question brad or ben (laughs) brad i mean she really she needed to get that right off her chest no hesitation just bam brad fair it's fair But Brad and Ben are two of the most famous men in Hollywood. And so if you've ever wondered which one of them had (laughs) had Jason wrote this, the monster dick. (laughs) She gave us those details, too. Are we going to try to sneak in a monster dick reference in every single episode? Is this this also what you need to know about this podcast? Okay, play the clip. Who was better in bed? That is really hard because, like, Brad was, like, the sort of major chemistry love of your life kind of, like, at the time, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, like, Ben was, like, technically excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck! Okay, her holy fuck is my air horn sound effect. I mean, what? She can't even believe Gwyneth is telling her all this stuff. And I just want to go on record as saying... Even a technically excellent penis still doesn't make up for a technically horrific dragon back tattoo. I don't know how you get over that. Is that common knowledge? Do people know that about him? That Ben Affleck has a back tattoo? I think everybody knows that, The people who listen to this podcast know that Ben Affleck has a giant back tattoo. And if they don't, (laughs) you're welcome. Google it. You will be shook. But you know what, Jason? I I feel like he didn't have it when they were dating. It was a more innocent. It was a more he had that, you know, it was the young chiseled jawline, the cleft chin Ben Affleck. There was no dirty dragon back tattoo at that point. No. No. I feel like he must have got that dragon back tattoo at the end of some kind of a bender. You know what I mean? It was after J-Lo. Yeah. And she's made fun. I think about this every night before I go to sleep. She's made fun of the tattoo before an interview. So I just find it fascinating now that they're back together and she stares at it every night. Yeah. Is this what gives you night sweats? Yeah. Listen, Evan has tattoos that I don't love, but I've learned to live with them. You know? He doesn't have like a dragon back tattoo or a Tasmanian devil, but it's just, you know, aesthetically things I would have done differently. And yet I stare at them every night. Do you have any back tattoos I should know about, Jace? (laughs) Unfortunately, no, not yet. 
You just have to find the right picture of Gwyneth to get someone to do a photorealistic tattoo of on your back, right? Is that what you're waiting for? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Finally, Gwyneth agreed to a game of Fuck, Marry, Kill, Famous Exes Edition, and the results may shock you. Well, obviously I'd marry Chris Martin because he gave me my two children who are the loves of my life. I can Fuck one more time. I think we know who? your answer. I think Brad. Brad, yeah. yeah. And then Ben, yeah. God bless Ben. God bless him. God bless him and his Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Poor Ben, although he is with J-Lo now and sitting on Dunkin' Donuts money with his technically excellent penis. So he probably doesn't care that Gwyneth wants to kill him. And for anyone keeping track... I still haven't seen air, okay? I said I'd see it a month and a half ago on this podcast. I declared I would see it and review it right here. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. If I had to play Fuck, Mary Kill with Chris Martin, Ben Affleck, and Brad Pitt, I am obviously killing Chris Martin. Oh. Is that obvious? I didn't know. Obvi- no, I mean... I'm surprised to say obvious, but okay, I get it. Oh my God, why? Because he's the mastermind who brought us clocks? I I mean, okay. Here's what the thing is. I saw him last week. I saw him like days ago at an office building. He walked by me. I look up. I'm like, is that Chris Martin? And then he passes me and I see from behind that he is wearing his flaccid penis hat from the Grammys into an office building on a Thursday afternoon. Mm. He must be killed. (laughs) (sighs) But between Ben Affleck and Brad Pitt, this is an easy decision for me. I'm fucking Ben Affleck. Which I think is a song. Isn't that a Jimmy Kimmel song? I'm fucking Ben Affleck. I'm Ben Affleck. And I'm marrying Brad Pitt. Is that controversial? It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, let's ignore all of the horrific allegations that Angelina has made against him as a husband and just I'm marrying Brad Pitt. It it yeah. sounds good on paper for me. And you know what? If I'm being perfectly honest, I'd rather marry and fuck Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. I just love how she doesn't care. You know, like any other person in her position would dodge these questions with boring answers. She's out here actually thinking about the questions, giving real answers, giving answers to questions she wasn't even asked about two of the most famous men on earth. So thank you, Gwyneth. You light up my vagina candle. What's next? What's next? Okay, before we learn all the Vanderpump rules, which mostly are just cheat on your partners with your friends, there are a few urgent updates on things I have covered here on this show that I must give you before I can move on. Urgent update. We're going to start with a legal update straight from the courts. You heard me chant free Ed Sheeran right here on this show, and so did the jury because Ed Sheeran has been freed. Free Ed Sheeran. Free Ed Sheeran. He was found not guilty of plagiarizing his song Thinking Out Loud from Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Ooh, yeah, just totally different. The verdict came out on May 4th, and his new album dropped May 5th. So I'm wondering, is Court the New Magazine cover? Should I stop trying to land the cover of Chatelaine and just run over someone with my car? I am trying to get some press for this podcast. Next, a breaking Britney memoir update after phoning a Britney superfan to tell me about her explosive memoir on this show. The book release has been delayed. Boo. Boo. It was supposed to come out in the fall 
But apparently, lawyers for two, quote, major Hollywood stars have sent letters to the publishers trying to halt the book from being released because they're worried she's going to write about her top secret affairs with them. I need to know who those people are. Is it Ben and Brad? I mean, who? Who are they? I also need to read this book. So I hope her publishers hire Prince Andrew's lawyer stat so we can settle out of court and move on. On to a Swift Squad update. That's what it's called, right? Jason Swifty Squad. Swift Squad. I think just the squad. The squad. Like a mononym. Oh, God. Ooh, the squad. On to a the squad update. I told you right here on this show that Taylor Swift and her closest, most attractive girlfriends went out to dinner and all unfollowed Joe Alwyn at the same time, except for Blake Lively. She was still following along until now. On May 9th, shortly after dining with Taylor Swift, Blake Lively and her husband, Ryan Reynolds, tandem unfollowed Joe Alwyn. Who needs to sit on tandem toilets when you can drop tandem unfollows? It's even more suspicious given Ryan wrote a loving tribute to Joe Alwyn for the Time 100 list this past fall. What is Taylor telling people about this man at dinner? Also, unless it was the Time 100 list of boring British men, I'm not sure why Joe Alwyn was on it. <laughs> I don't know. You I don't get him. it. I, he's not what did she for tell me. You? He's not for me. Tay Tay took me out for dinner and told me some shit. He's not for me. Listen, if he cheated on her or did something horrific, at least that would make him more interesting. Could land a spot on Vanderpump Rules. Finally, by popular demand... A tragic Pitbull update. Pitbull performed live in Las Vegas this weekend, and that's not the tragedy. The tragedy is that I wasn't there. He was a part of the Lovers and Friends Festival, which I only heard about because you, my loyal phone of friends, were flooding my DMs saying, like, was this concert made specifically for you? And upon further investigation, I have to say... It was. Jason, did you hear about this concert? Not one bit. What? I mean, what is going on? I know. Listen to this lineup, okay? I'm reading this off the flyer. On one day only, the same day I got accidentally drunk off of white wine, you had Pitbull, Missy Elliott, Usher, Christina Aguilera, Sean Paul, Shaggy, Boys to Men, Lil' Kim, T.I., 50 Cent, Nelly, Flo Rider, and Mariah Fucking Carrie Jason. Low Rida. Low Rida. This is peak 2010s music in a festival that happened hours from my house, and I wasn't there because I didn't know it was happening. I get infinite pop up ads for Stars on Ice, for Disney on Ice, for Bluey Live. I got none for the Lovers and Friends Festival 2023. What is going on with our algorithms, Jason? We need to look into it. And we should mention that we were once in the Bahamas with Heidi and Spencer, uh, as you do. And there was a man in line in front of us for the Lazy River, a very ripped man. And the back of his, speaking of back tattoos, on his back, it said Florida. And I was like, wow, that man has really committed to being from Florida. And I think I mentioned this to you and you were like, no, Jesse, that's Flo Rida. <laughs> so Flo I can't Rida believe you remember that. We haven't a, talked about that in 
probably since it happened, I think about that all the time. All the time. I always tell people that story, but we've never like brought it back up. We've never talked about it all the time. He was standing in front of us in line for the lazy river at the Atlantis Resort in Bahamas, ready to jump on an inner tube. And he has a massive back tattoo that says, Florida, Florida, not Florida, Florida. Anyways, I wasn't at the Lovers and Friends Festival in person, but I am always there in spirit. I mean, please. What? Oh, yeah. This song just like, it it surges through my veins. I walk through the world just thinking, I got them apple bottom jeans, right? Boots with the fur. And that is your urgent update. Urgent update. All right. I am so Vander pumped up for this. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. The time has come to dive into the Tom Sandoval Vanderpump Rules cheating scandal, or Scandoval, which uh, became the only thing anybody was talking about a couple of months ago, except for me. I have not really mentioned it on this show because I was looking for the right person to call to explain it all to me. And boy, did I ever find her. But before I phone Vanderpump cast member Sheena Shea, I need to make sure that we all, myself included, have a basic understanding of the show. So I have spent the last 48 hours doing a deep dive into the Vanderpump Cinematic Universe for us. This is Phone a Friend Investigates, Vanderpump Rules. Phone a Friend Investigates, Vanderpump Rules. Okay, hours, days of research has gone into this. So here we go. We're going to start with the very basics. So Vanderpump Rules started in 2013 as a spin-off to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and centered around the staff of housewife Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant, Sir. So the first episode of Vanderpump actually transitions directly out of a Housewives episode because Sheena Shea, my guest today, was caught cheating with Eddie Cibrian of Three Deep Ovs, who was married to Real Housewife Brandy Glanville. So a little homewrecking to seamlessly kick off the series. The following 10 seasons seem to me to be a nonstop cycle of relationships, cheating, scandals, marriages, and divorces, all between the same 11 people. But let's break it down to its three main couples. So we'll start with Jackson Stasi, Tom Schwartz and Katie, and Tom Sandoval and Kristen. So the girls are best friends, the guys are best friends. Jackson Stasi break up. Jax goes to Tom and Kristen's apartment while Tom is taking a nap. Jax hooks up with Kristen, his best friend's girlfriend, and his ex's best friend in the other room. Tom is devastated, but not that devastated because he's already been cheating on Kristen with Ariana. Tom and Ariana start dating in season two, and they stay together for over nine years. They have a house together. They put out a book together. And don't worry about Jax. He went off to impregnate a woman in Vegas. Meanwhile, Tom Schwartz and Katie get married. Kristen moves on to Sir DJ James Kennedy because why date outside of the restaurant? She cheats on him a million times. They break up. He moves on to Raquel, also on staff at the restaurant. James and Raquel get engaged. Katie and Tom Schwartz get divorced. James and Raquel call off their engagement and Raquel hooks up with Tom Schwartz. That's kind of the main drama of season 10 that freshly divorced Tom Schwartz hooked up with freshly unengaged Raquel at Sheena's wedding, all while their best friends Ariana and Tom Sandoval remain together. Strong, solid, unbreakable. Oh God, oh no, 
That's when Tom Sandoval was caught having a seven-month affair with Raquel, including sleeping together while his wife was asleep in the next room. What is with all the sex being had in the next room? Now people think Tom Sandoval asked his bestie Tom Schwartz to hook up with Raquel to create a diversion in season 10 from him hooking up with Raquel. Life as we know it will never be the same, Jason. This is top-tier reality show shit right here. And this has been Phone a Friend Investigates, Vanderpump Rules. Phone a Friend Investigates, Vanderpump Rules. Oh, God. I might need a moment to recover. I am not kidding. I have not slept. I have not eaten. I have not seen my kids. I have been immersing myself in all things Vanderpump. I mean, it took me days to figure that out. It is God's work. And I, I just, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I've been chosen to do it. Thank you. Now, all of this, like when I say it out loud, it just seems too crazy to be true. And I'm still not sure if I got it all right. So I need to ask an original Vanderpump Rules cast member if I have my facts straight. It's time to phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Okay, I've been waiting two months for this ringtone. I am phoning Sheena Shea, who started on the show as a server at Sir. Ten seasons later, she's a newly married mom of a two-year-old. She has her own line of eyelashes, a podcast. She just won an MTV Movie Award for Best Reality On-Screen Team because, like, who could ever top this? She only has ten minutes to talk to me. So we got to cover season ten in ten minutes so we can sleep at night. Here we go. Hello? Hello, Sheena Shea. Hi. Hi. Can I just say, first of all, congratulations on your MTV Movie Award. Thank you. On Viva Verano Lashes, on your gorgeous wedding. Also, on being a part of the most dramatic season of reality television in reality television history. I mean, that is a fact. Is that not a fact? It is a fact. I mean, it is crazy. Hard fact. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you, I am new to the Vanderpump uh, Cinematic Universe. I did a deep dive in preparation for this call, but I want to do a quick Vander fact check before we dive in. So I'm going to list something that happened in season 10. You simply say fact or fiction. Got it? Got it. Okay. If you want to throw in some profanities, feel free. This should feel like therapy. Here okay. <laughs> okay. Vander fact check. Raquel, who ended her engagement with James, the former DJ at Sir, has a fling with Peter, the manager at Sir. Fact. While planning your wedding, you struggle to figure out where Raquel should sit because she's been flirting or hooking up with so many of your male guests. Fact. <laughs> Raquel calls Lala a mistress bimbo at Ariana and Tom Sandoval's pool party. Fact, which is rich because she had slept with Tom Sandoval that week. At your wedding weekend in Cancun, Raquel, who had slept with Tom Sandoval that week, hooks up with Tom Schwartz. Yeah, fact. Oh, my God. At the same wedding weekend, Tom Sandoval, who's been with Ariana for 10 years, slaps Raquel's ass at your welcome party in front of everyone? It was literally behind mine and Ariana's back in front of the cameras. How so stupid are you? Fact. That's, that's a fact. A stupid fact. Yeah, unfortunately. You have a gorgeous wedding in Cancun. You marry the love of your life, the father of your gorgeous child, your hot, long-haired husband, Brock. Fact. Fact. He did cut his hair, though, so now he's the hot, short-haired husband. Oh, my God. R.I.P. his long hair. I Well, I, that means I'm not as attracted to him, and I won't I won't hook up with him, I promise. So I th thought I was going to feel that way, too, but I think he looks so much hotter with the short hair. 
Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I'm constantly trying to get my husband to grow his hair, but that's a conversation for another time. Let's continue (laughs) on with our Vander fact check. We're almost there. Okay. When Allie tells you she saw Raquel and Tom Sandoval out dancing alone together at 1 a.m., you vehemently defend them and say the rumors are disgusting. Yeah, fact. Mm, Yeah, fact you regret? Um, Here's the thing. I don't want to regret being a good friend to Raquel. You know, I really had her back and I was duped, but I don't want to regret being a good friend. And that's why everybody loves you, Sheena Shea, because you have been such a good friend to everybody. Okay. Thank you. Ariana's grandmother dies. Tom Sandoval, her partner of 10 years, is at a party with Raquel. Ariana asks him to come home to comfort her. He doesn't. He stays at the party with Raquel. And he lied about why he needed to stay at the party. Yeah. Fact on fact on fact. Fact on fact. Then Lisa Vanderpump's 73-year-old husband, Ken, wanders into the kitchen in the middle of a scene and reveals that Raquel stayed over at Tom Sandoval's while Ariana was away at her grandmother's funeral. Shit hits the fan. Fact or fiction? Fact. Gotta love Ken. Love Ken. Finally, the whole cast has reason to believe that Tom Sandoval, who's been in a loving relationship with Ariana Maddox since season two, has actually been fucking one of her best friends, Raquel, whose name is actually Rachel, for seven months. Yes, fucking Rachel. Fact. <laughs> so wait, do we call her Rachel or Raquel from this point forward? So from this point forward, she's Rachel because Raquel is what her friends called her and she doesn't have any friends left. Mm, and you're getting your first air horn sound effect of the interview. That's just season 10 and it's not even over yet. I barely made it through that Vander fact check. How have you survived the season? A lot of coffee. Snuggles from my adorable baby girl and um, my loving husband. They have gotten me through. You know, Sheena, we have baby girls. I think our girls are a month apart. My daughter was two in June. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe the simplest way to sum up Scandaval for anyone new to Vanderpump Rules is how would you explain Scandaval to your two-year-old daughter? Oh, my gosh. Um, I would just tell her this is what you don't do in life. (laughs) (laughs) See, Rachel, formerly known as Raquel, don't be that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're two episodes away from the season finale. You posted the explosive trailer with the caption, every time I watch this, I'm still head exploding emoji. Yeah. What exactly is it that makes your head explode? I mean... Seeing Tom and Rachel together, Mm. seeing the smirk on her face, like, Mm. (laughs) oops, this went so horribly wrong. Disgusting. I was shaking. Right? That little scene in the trailer is what I would define as canoodling. They're Mm -hmm. canoodling. Yeah, it was really gross to watch. So a lot of people think that Tom Sandoval's best friend, Tom Schwartz, knew about the affair and hooked up with Raquel at your wedding weekend to sort of create a diversion. Sheena, did Tom Schwartz know? I believe Tom Schwartz found out right after. I don't <gasps> think he knew at the wedding. But really? Who, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, was there any part of you, because you had this stunning destination wedding that everybody got to watch and be there with you. You looked unbelievably gorgeous. That should have been the pinnacle moment of the season. Thanks. Is there any part of you that thought like, God damn, my wedding was overshadowed by Scandaval? No, because I know that's a part of this job. You know, our big life events are also part of dramatic events. It's an ensemble cast. So 
it is what it is. It's what we signed up for. And I was just happy that you still got to see how beautiful the resort was, the wedding, and all of that was perfect. It was a true highlight of the season. Like, I just, it, you're so happy. You're so loved. It was so beautiful. And we needed a little Thank bit you. of that beauty to contrast with everything else that was sort of unfolding. So thanks for letting us in on your wedding. Yeah, of course. I wish you got to see more of it. We had this awesome cave after party. James Kennedy, shirtless DJing. Oh, my God. You didn't see any of that. It was, oh, ugh, there was so much more to see. If there were still a, such a thing as DVD extras, we could throw that on those. Right? Yes. I know that this is probably sort of devastating for you to talk about. It's so hard. I, I can only imagine to have 13 years of friendship dissolve like this. But at the same time, there were Vanderpump Rules jokes made at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Like, Joe Biden is laughing about Scandival. J-Lo talked about it on The View. I'm talking about it on Phone a Friend. So on the bright side, the show is bigger than ever? It, it really is. You know, it's unfortunate that it took something so heartbreaking to get us to where we are now. But it's good to be back, you know? Back, what do you, when you say back, you mean like just back? like back in it, it's entertaining, it's crazy, it's see, just different things that people can relate to, and the scandal. And it's just, I feel like the show is back to the original show we started with. It's like giving seasons one through three in bad ways, but good in the entertainment way. Yes. You know, that's so true because I hosted this The Hills After Show for so many years and a show like The Hills, a show like Selling Sunset, like so many reality shows are never as good as the first few seasons because people become so self-aware. But you guys have brought it right back to that. It's like the dirty season one energy. Yeah, it really is. We're just a lot older. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Every time I see you, because I do have a baby, every time I see you like out, I'm like, how does she do it and look so good? Oh, it's, thank you. It's impressive. Filters and coffee. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Again, I'm new to this. So just one other Vander fact check here. Is it true you were on Watch What Happens Live with Raquel the night her affair with Tom was revealed? Yes. And there was a physical altercation backstage and she got a restraining order against you. Like what happened there? It wasn't backstage. It was after the show, after the bar that we went to. She was on a phone call with Ariana on speaker. And when I heard what was happening, you'll see that play out in the finale and at the reunion. Oh my God. Okay. But the restraining order has been lifted. Lifted. I am free. She's a free <laughs> woman, ladies. I and couldn't gentlemen. go to Sir. No, really? You had a restraining order against well, yeah, her? Yeah. Against her workplace, which also is technically on set. So I'm like, how is the reunion going to work? But you'll see it all. Oh, my God. For the first time in 10 years, you were not allowed in Sir. I can't even imagine. I know. I needed my goat cheese balls. <laughs> Those goat <laughs> cheese balls. I need to go try the goat cheese balls. I've heard about them so much. They're so good. There were also rumors that Raquel hooked up with your husband, Brock. Sheena, what is going on? Are there no other men in Los Angeles that you all have to hook up with each other's? I know, right? It's like, girl, take it out of the friend group. I know nothing happened between her and Brock, but the fact that there's even a rumor is so annoying. 
It's crazy. Truly. Yeah. Do you think Tom Sandoval and Raquel, this is the million dollar question. Do you think they will last? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not a pause. shot in hell. No hesitation. Not a shot in hell. Are they still together? Do we know that? Ish, I think, from what I've seen on social media and heard, but I don't see it lasting long term. You haven't spoken to them since. Okay. No. Got it. Got it. Um, Sheena, you're not just on Vanderpump Rules. You're not just a mom of a toddler. You're also currently the owner of, I think it's my dream business, which is a line of false eyelashes called Viva Verano. Yeah. You know, I feel like we can do it all. As women, you know, we can be working moms. We can do it all. Have our own businesses, podcasts, YouTube, TV shows. Do it all. You have it all. And by the way, did you notice that I'm wearing like a full-blown lash for this podcast I love it. They look so good. I mean, they're not yours, but I got to get my hands on some Well, you got to get some of these. Please. Okay, we'll have a play date with our daughters. You'll bring me some lashes. And, Perfect. you know, then we'll go to Sir since you can go back. Yes, I'm allowed back. (laughs) Before I let you go, you are beloved for 10 seasons of iconic quotes on Vanderpump Rules. But how well do you remember you and your fellow castmates' most memorable one-liners? I'm going to put you to the test. Okay. Game called Vander Quote Rules. Vander Quote Rules. Okay. I'm going to say an iconic quote from any one of the 10 seasons that you have been on. You tell me who said it. Feel free to follow up with thoughts, opinions, curse words, fun facts. You have no shortage of those. Are you ready? Got it. I'm ready. Okay, we're going to start easy. <clears throat> I'm smarter than you. I'm cooler than you. I'm prettier than you. Get the fuck over it. That was Ariana about Kristen. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Sorry, bitch. I'm smarter than you. I'm cooler than you. I'm prettier than you. Get the fuck over it and move on with your life. <laughs> You're not important enough to hate. That was Lisa to Stassi. Too easy. You hate. You know what? You're not important enough to hate. Sit down. It's not about the pasta. James Kennedy. Talala. Correct. Get over the damn pasta. Read between the fucking lines. It ain't about the pasta. It's not about the pasta. I'm not sure what I've really done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. That one was an annoying line to me from Stassi. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. I was like, bitch, get your own Pinot Grigio. Didn't you not bring her the Pinot Grigio? Yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was serving her. <laughs> <laughs> she asks for a Pinot Grigio while Sheena is serving at the restaurant. And Sheena comes back and says the bottle is done. It's iconic. It really is. <laughs> uh, I just got my teeth fixed this week and they knocked me over. That was me. Probably at my engagement party. Wrong. That was you after Jax and Tom Sandoval had a fist fight. Was that at my engagement party? party? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Just got my teeth fixed today. I have my surgery Stop next week. And they, they knocked me over. They knocked me over. <laughs> okay. I would smile right now, but the Botox is just not letting me. That's absolutely me. I would smile right now, but the Botox is just not letting me. I think it's, it's starting to move again right now. I mean, I can see movement. I see movement. (laughs) I need to call my doctor. (laughs) I can't cry because these eyelashes are mink. So that was also me. And now they're faux mink. Hey. 
3D foaming lashes. Can you cry with your brand of eyelashes, Viva Verano? Because if you have the right glue, you absolutely can. I mean, that if that's not a good promo for the lashes, I don't know what else is. <laughs> I, I'm constantly looking for lashes where I can just cry myself to sleep while wearing them. So totally. To know. These are perfect for that. Did Gandhi predict the future? Who is Gandhi? Predict the future? That's a quote. <laughs> Oh, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, She's like, where did this interview go? Did Gandhi predict the future? Who is Gandhi? Maybe Jax. Absolutely correct. Yes. Did Gandhi predict the future? Who is Gandhi? What did he do? Was that a hard one for you to remember? It was, but then I thought about how it was said, and I was like, that actually sounds like something Jax would say. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. She looked like a baby prostitute. Ooh, I feel like that's been said a couple of times. Oh, Oh. okay. (laughs) I mean, it definitely said about Raquel this season. That's correct. Lala on Raquel at the pool party. She looked like a baby prostitute. Did she look like a baby prostitute? (sighs) She looked like something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was the OG homewrecking whore of this group. That was me. I was the OG homewrecking whore of this group. (laughs) And by the way, without you being a homewrecking whore, to quote yourself, there would essentially be no Vanderpump rules. You are the founding homewrecker, right? There we go. Thank you. Yeah, that was me. You're welcome. Finally, I regret ever loving you. Ariana to Tom Sandoval, well said. I regret ever loving you. Mm, And that, I believe, is coming up. Next week. Next week? Seriously? Yeah. So that happens next week. And then the head-exploding emoji finale of Vanderpump Rules airs May 17th. And before then, why not catch up on all 10 seasons of VPR available now on Hey You in Canada, right? Yes, Hey You, the home of reality television. Uh, For more Sheena Shea, find her at Sheena on Instagram. Listen to her podcast shenanigans. Try her Viva Verano eyelashes that will not be wrecked if you cry. And thank you so much, Sheena. I am thank you. so happy to talk to you and be your new friend. Yes. And I promise I won't sleep with your husband. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sheena Shay, who, like, maybe didn't love me talking about sleeping with her husband. I don't know. She made a face. But you know what? I get it. I mentioned it many times. And and that's fair. When everyone in your life is actually sleeping with each other's husbands and wives and girlfriends, maybe that's not a joke that lands, you know? And now that I'm all caught up on what has gone down in 10 seasons, in 186 episodes of Vanderpump Rules, Honestly, I can't wait to watch the last two episodes. I caught up just in time. And you better believe I'll be tuning in and crying my basic-ass non-mink lashes off when the breakup happens. After the break, I'm checking my voicemail. Mother's Day edition? I don't know what this means, but Jason told me he has surprises for me, and I'm hoping it is anything but flowers. Because no one wants flowers on Mother's Day. That's next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And normally at this time in the episode, I would check my voicemail for messages from you. But because Mother's Day is coming up this Sunday, I thought it would be fun to do a little something different. Because when I checked my personal voicemail today, I realized it is all messages from my mother. Just countless unreturned messages from my mom. And so as my tribute to her, this Mother's Day, I have compiled a little best of my inbox using messages left by my mother in the past month alone. Enjoy. Hi, darling. It's your mother. I just want to talk to you. Anyway, give me a call when you can, okay, sweetie pie? I love you. Bye. Hi, darling. It's your mom. I'm just wondering how you're doing and how things are going and where you are, et cetera, et cetera. Hi, sweetheart, it's Mummy calling, and I remembered what I wanted to tell you yesterday. Hi, love, it's your mummy. Hi, Pumpkin, it's your mummy. Hi, Muggins, it's your mummy. Um, sweetie, I'm just wondering when we can speak. Just calling to say hi. Hi, Pumpkin. My message is that I love you. Hi, Muggs, it's Mummy. Um, I'm home. Call me. Love you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, voicemail messages from my mother from this month. I have two takeaways as we approach Mother's Day. One is that I am so lucky to have such an amazing, such loving, caring mom. And two is that I need to call her back. I mean, I need to call her the fuck back. No wonder she sounds so desperate. I'm out here phoning Sheena Shea and the hot wiggle (laughs) while she's getting sent straight to voicemail. I love you, mom, and I promise I will call you back. And I uh, think that wait, Jesse. Yes, you have actually a couple more voicemails uh, that came in. I do the, the show inbox. Yeah. Oh my god! Should I check my voicemail? Yeah. Let's check my voicemail. Check, check, check your voicemail. Hi, Jesse Crookshank. Happy Mother's Day. I want to send all my love to you and to your gorgeous children to have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'm so proud of you. Um, all my love. This is your mom. Bye, doll. 
Oh my God. Okay. First of all, I don't know how you did this, Jason. Like, I am in awe that my mother found the number in the description of the <laughs> podcast episode to call me. That's some high level technology to know where to click read more. I mean, this is from a woman who leaves messages instead of texts and still thinks LOL stands for lots of love. Signs oh. all of her messages. LOL. I love you, mom. Lots of love. Seriously, mom. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for being my role model as a as a working woman, as a mom. I think it takes real, oh my God, I'm getting emoshi. I think it takes real unconditional love to declare your pride for me after I just spent two days of my life watching Vanderpump <laughs> Rules. <laughs> so thank you, mom. I love you. That was so nice. And there's one more. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Let's check it. Hi, Mommy. It's Leo and Dre. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. Hi, Mommy. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. Please, no more. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best. And by the way, that's Romeo at the end saying, please, no more. Please, no more. Clearly, Evan had, like, forced her to say these things into his phone. Please, no more. Um, I love you guys so much. Thank you. And uh, just for the record, if Evan is listening to this, and let's be honest, he's not, that doesn't count as a Mother's Day present, okay? I don't even need a present. I just need a gesture. I need a brunch. I need a day of relaxation. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Is that it? Okay, what should we play at the end? I mean, we could go with Flo Rida. We could play a single by Sheena Shea because, yes, she has made albums. But I think we have to go with a classic, Jason, a a, a, a real song that pulls at the heartstrings. And that is Mama by the Spice Girls. And while this moving, emotional piece of music plays, I just want to take a moment, truly, sincerely, to say Happy Mother's Day to all of the moms listening to this. I really do feel so close to all of you, mostly because we have a lot in common. We clearly share a sense of humor. I love escaping the chaos of our lives with all of you right here every Thursday. And I just hope that this week and beyond, you really feel loved and appreciated. I'm getting emotional, sorry, but you really feel like appreciated for how hard you work, how selfless you are, what sacrifices you've made for your kids and your family, and what an incredible job you're doing raising your little ones. I feel like people don't tell you, tell us moms that enough. So just know you are an amazing mom. Know that, remember that, and make sure you get to sleep in this Sunday. Okay, make it clear, you don't need flowers, you just need sleep. Woo! And as I wipe my tears, it's the Spice Girls that got me. Mama, mama, I love you. Mama, I care. And now I literally have to go call my mother. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go pick up the phone and call her. I love you, phone of friends. I'm, I'm all in my feelings today. Thank you for listening, as always. Thank you for leaving reviews and bleh, five stars. Like, it really means the world to me. And happy Mother's Day. I can't wait to talk next week. Thank you for the surprises, Jason. Of course. Happy Mother's Day. Bye. Phone a friend was created by our mom, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes 
or by Jay Malinowski from Bedouin Sound Clash. Phone a friend is part of the Acast Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening. Okay, see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.